Welcome to episode number 68 of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where Christina and I dive into why consistency is way more important than fat loss. We dive into this because of the recent experience I had with going to Florida and coming back a little bit heavier than I thought I would, and the realizations and train of thought that that really sparked. And we go into a lot more than just talking about consistency and fat loss, but about identity and who we're trying to become by pursuing this journey. So as always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can go a really long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible to live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode number 68, Why Consistency is Greater Than Fat Loss. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about consistency versus fat loss. Yep. And uh, so originally I had like had this one kind of like planned out as a short that I was going to record just in case like you weren't... um, you know, available. But, uh, I mean, this is kind of, I'm, I'm shocked how, uh, quickly we're back on air together because, uh, why don't you fill everyone in on what has happened since the last podcast you were on two weeks well, ago? I had a baby. <laughs> um, so we went into labor Monday or I'm sorry, Sunday night, basically all day Monday. And we had our little one, at two in the morning on March 1st. So we were actually just talking right before we started this podcast. Um, I had a ton of people reach out and they want to hear my birth story and I will definitely share that. Um, but we'll go into way more details in another podcast episode. So I am not holding out. We, we will get that information out for you guys, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a mom, which is so weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are you like slightly relieved that it wasn't well actually no because it wasn't a leap year but like imagine if like it was February 29th and you went into labor like I would have been like no <laughs> yeah so it was really funny my husband and I we we were going on a long walk on Sunday and we were talking about like oh like what if this is labor <laughs> and we it was the 27th and we were like oh, but we really want to have our baby in March there I don't know there was something we were just like it's like more springtime and you know rather than February and then sure enough, I go into labor Monday morning and we're like, oh, we're going to have a February baby. Yeah. And I labor all day <laughs> <laughs> to have him at two in the morning. Um, but yeah, so, and then ironically, my dad and my stepmom, they got married on February 29th. So that's really? their, mm-hmm, so that's their wedding anniversary. So we almost shared the same kind of, well, kind of the same time frame. So, yeah. Cause I've always been so like. I don't know, I guess in awe, confused about like people whose like birthdays are on like February 29th. Cause I'm like, what do you do? Like, it feels like you get skipped every year. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you can kind of pick and choose, right? Like, do you want to have it on the 28th? Do you want to have it March 1st? Like, yeah. or is it a leap year and you actually get to celebrate it on the 29th? 
yeah yeah so it's it's kind of weird but um yeah I don't know I was just thinking about that but yeah March 1st that's a good date yeah easy to remember (laughs) cool well uh yeah I also I'm gonna apologize in advance because I'm like a little nasally and I've talked about this on my story too and it's not as big news as Christina but (laughs) but I have allergies (laughs) I have allergies and this is like a brand new thing I've had I've never had allergies my entire life and I was always really 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 proud of it because everyone made allergies sound like the worst thing ever um thankfully it's literally just like my nose is plugged and that's it um so it's not bad but this year and last year I've gotten allergies I don't know why the heck I have but um apparently that's a thing for some people and like you know how like sometimes like uh people's like hair texture changes at a certain age too I heard that and not experienced it yeah like it's like a hormonal thing but like my hair texture changed uh, like around like 19 20 years old from Mm. like pretty straight to like fairly wavy naturally and I I've seen it happen for a couple people so I'm wondering if like this is one of those things I have no idea. I also do not have allergies. <laughs> it could also just be our air filter. I need to change it. But anyways, yeah. let's get into the topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their, their audience is like four minutes in like, okay. Like what's <laughs> happening? Um, but yeah, so today we were going to talk about like why consistency is greater than using the greater than sign, uh, but like why it's more beneficial in a lot of circumstances than fat loss or jumping into fat loss. And like I said, I, I originally had this written out as a short because I was like, oh, I don't know if Christina's gonna like be around for the next few weeks. So like <laughs> let me just plan out some short episodes. But then I looked at this and I was like, no, like this is a really common thing. We could definitely talk about this. So how it was kind of inspired was what I shared with a lot of people through Instagram, which was basically how like I really haven't been as consistent as I always have been this year so far. Um, so we're only like two two and a half months now in, but like, it's just, it hasn't been up to, up to my standards. And, and to be totally fair, like it hasn't been bad. Like I still go to the gym, like at a minimum three times per week. Like those are the bad weeks. Um, nutrition. I'm not like just absolutely getting like fast food five times a week or changing anything drastically, but it was just like kind of a general apathy towards hitting my macros and kind of just like going over and not really paying attention or caring, taking a bunch of days off of tracking, um, and like taking a bunch of days off of the gym and sleeping in extra. I'm just kind of generally feeling disorganized about my personal routine because of that. So basically all of that being said, added up to kind of just feeling like uncomfortable by the time we took our vacation to Florida. So we went, um, about two weeks ago, we left, came back a week ago and like by no means had I gained a ton of weight, but like, I was definitely just like bloated and like not feeling my best at the weight that I was at, which is pretty, like, it was my pretty normal weight for me. I was like around 150 when we left for the trip. Um, but it's just like a 150 that like, I'm, kind of like, it's what I can get away with, (laughs) like of just eating kind of really sporadically and not taking the best care of myself possible rather than like being 150 and feeling on top of my game. Those are like kind of two different, really, really two very different things. It's kind of what I'm trying to say. So basically Florida just kind of fully enjoyed that, like gave myself permission to just, you know, enjoy. We didn't really go overboard. Like for me, enjoying is truly like 
ordering the lean chicken dish for like most of my meals and then having one like quote unquote bad one or like maybe just adding dessert on top of that. Like it's really not all that bad, but um, definitely did enjoy ice cream almost every night when we were there. And (laughs) yeah, and then came back and I weighed in the next day and I was like, this is probably going to be like 152, 153, 154 or something like that's kind of like a normal expected jump. And I thought I, I kind of handled myself fairly well, but came back and weighed in at the highest that I've ever seen on the scale before. Like I think ever, which was 156, which is like basically like a pound a day from (laughs) what I had left at. I know Christina's laughing because she's like, shut up. I just had a baby. I just gained a lot more weight. (laughs) Hey, I'm 161 today. So that's coming from 185. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, that's so crazy how quickly that, um, that came down, which is kind of the theme of this, right? Because like, here's the thing, like my gut instinct was like, damn, 156 after like just a week, like kind of unexpected. I think a lot of people kind of feel that way when they come back from vacations, maybe they've come jumped like 10 pounds or five pounds or whatever it is relative to them and where they sit with their like happy weight. And I was immediately like, shit, I got to diet. Like I'm <laughs> let myself go for that week. Like time to jump into a fat loss phase or something like that. But today, I think if sorry. I can interject, I think that's yeah. really interesting to kind of like dissect because it's like, even as a fitness coach, even as someone who has been doing this for years and years and years, that was your initial thought after getting on the scale. It's like, fuck, I need to diet. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, and not that I love that you were in that situation, but I think that that's super (laughs) relatable because I feel like everyone has had that like fuck moment and they're like, I just, you know, I need to cut down. I need to do all this and we'll jump into that. But I think again, as the position that you're in, we still have those thoughts too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just kind of like, like by no means is like gaining that amount of weight, like a life-changing thing. Like I completely acknowledge that like, I'm not in an unhealthy position, but it's just kind of like, again, what I'm really getting at here is like the theme of this year was like, I wasn't really respecting the goals that I was setting out for myself. And it was causing kind of a lack of fulfillment of those goals and therefore a lack of confidence in my ability to fulfill the promises I set for myself that creates problems it's not about the weight it's about not doing the things I say I'm gonna do and I think it all led up to like letting it slide letting it slide is totally fine you're human to okay like I just kind of hit this point where like I've never been here before and like I know that if I don't do something right now about this it is going to continue in this trajectory, not only just physically, but like mentally, how I think about myself, how I believe in myself to fulfill promises to myself and to others. And so that for me was the wake up, not necessarily about the weight, but just about being in a position where I was like, Ugh, like, is this really how I want to be living my life? Is this really how I want to act on the things I say I'm going to do? because I'm, I'm not doing that. And so I took it as kind of like, I'm really going to pull things in and be more consistent and not diet while doing that. Because I, my gut reaction was, I need to do a calorie cut and do more cardio and blah, blah, blah. Because like, that's the, I mean, in all honesty, doing that right away will technically get you back to where you were faster, but is it necessary? Is it best practice? No. And so 
just going to spoil the story here before we get into all of the the kind of just deeper talk about this but I was 156.1 when I came back and then in one day of just normal food normal training session no cardio just getting my 6,000 steps in which is not a lot jumped down four pounds (laughs) to 152 and then now it's a week and a day later and I just broke the 150s I just saw 149.5 this morning so like literally I did not need to diet, just be consistent and you will get back to where you were. Yeah. I really, really like that because again, like you mentioned before, our initial reaction, especially seeing six pounds on the scale, it's like, oh my gosh, like I need to implement all these things. I need to do a juice cleanse. I need to, whatever (laughs) it might be. We have this, like, I need to do something extreme because I saw something extreme on the scale. That's just like our initial reaction, especially uh, us and and clients. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, something that this forced me to think about kind of a higher level than just like oh, let me be consistent and like hit my macros and all of that. It actually inspired some like deeper thinking about like, who is the, who is the person that I have been being in this year leading up to kind of this turning point and who's the person that I actually want to be. So like, for example, somebody who follows through on the promises that they not only make to others because like I'm pretty good at that like if I say I'm going to do something for someone I will um I follow through but like I haven't been doing that for myself up to that point so like is that the person that I want to be and like thinking about like my goals my aspirations not only with like my my fitness journey of like I want to have this amount of muscle or compete on this show date or year or anything like that but just like who I want to be in my career, who I want to be in my relationships, who I want to be in just my personal life, um, and really aligning my actions with that. And so something I've been working really hard to do is like connecting with that greater version of myself and trying to act in accordance with that person rather than the maybe the lazy person that I've been or the the person that wants to sleep in in the morning rather than go to the gym. Like the person that I want to be, they get up to the first alarm and they just get moving. So like, that's something I've been thinking about and encourage you guys to do. If you're struggling with like figuring out why maybe taking action on these things is difficult um, or like why maybe you're not fulfilling the promises to yourself that you want to maybe start thinking about who is that person that you want to be. Yeah. I really like that because, and I feel like that's the theme through a lot of our episodes is making sure that why and making sure that you're very aligned with your goals and and everything that you want to do. And so I think that sometimes you know, we, we talk about, oh, you know, I can't get up for my morning workouts. I'm not motivated or I don't have discipline. And so it's, you know, it may be not, it may not, let me start again. It may (laughs) not be that it may be something deeper and really trying to figure out, okay, like, what is it that I want to accomplish? How do I make that a priority? How can I make it easier on myself as well? Because I know that that sometimes uh, it, it can be a combination of like, I want to sleep in, but also like, oh crap, I don't have any time now. Um, so just doing some small things here and there to help yourself, but also like 
what is the version that I want to be? Like, what would that person do in this situation? Like they would want to snooze the alarm. However, I have big goals and I have these things that I've set for myself. And so I need to get up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if I'm going to remember my full train of thought here just to be totally forewarned, but like you mentioned, like connecting to your deeper reason why, ah, yeah. So like, you know, when we're setting goals in the first place, and maybe we've talked about this a little bit before, but when we're setting goals in the first place, like a lot of our goals, uh, I don't want to say are like shallow, but like a lot of times they are superficial in nature of like, I want to be X weight or I want to have X body fat percentage based on this like scan that I did. Right. And so like we set that goal, but, and like, it means something to us, right? Like, we're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, maybe like there's a certain weight that just like really stands out to you for whatever reason. But if you really think about it, like what meaning are we assigning to that weight or to that goal? Um, or, you know, even a, even a less tangible thing, like a weight on the scale, maybe it's like completing a marathon or like doing a bodybuilding show. Um, when we set those goals, they motivate us not because it's just like a checkbox to fill, but it's, it's an identity that we want to assume. That's what is bringing meaning to that goal for us. So most of us don't look behind the curtain of like what that really is, what that identity is, but that's what we're kind of encouraging here with like aligning with that person and those values because whatever goal you have, something behind it is kind of pointing at like, if I attain this weight that is my goal, therefore I will be this person. Now, if we don't do that kind of exploration, if we don't dig into that, we've, we may very well reach that weight and not have that identity still because we haven't done that work. But you know, sometimes they, they come together because like doing the work to get there builds our confidence and our, um, identity towards that. But sometimes it does take sitting there and realizing who is that person that I'm trying to become that comes along with that end goal. And then figuring out if that weight or that target or that goal that you've set and the identity that's behind it actually align or not. And that can really propel us forward or help us to change direction if we're not going the right way. Yeah. So I've heard this a few different ways, uh, kind of like if you were to ask a fitness coach, like, oh, if you could just like wave a magic wand and like, poof, you could just like have your clients achieve their goals, would you, and my clients are like, what, (laughs) like, come on, do it. But it's the journey, right? It's the journey and getting up. And like you said, on those days, you don't want to get up doing your cardio, um, meal prepping, or, you know, making that decision to order the lean chicken dish instead of, you know, pizza or, you know, whatever it might be. It is all of those small little decisions added up over time. That's going to turn you into that person that you want to be and be able to maintain because, and you know, this is unfortunately what happens with a lot of people who go through like, um, gastric bypass surgery. Did I say that right? I have mom brain. Yeah, I think so. I just, I can't think, but, um, you know, a lot of times what happens is they, they have this surgery, but they didn't correct their habits. 
So they're still in the same position. They're still the same person they were before. So therefore, usually nothing really changes and they're back in the same position or worse. So that is, I mean, like you were saying before, it's like, it sucks. Like sometimes that journey and it takes so much longer than we expected. And yeah, there are going to be some sacrifices we have to make, but who you become in the process is going to be so, so worth it. That's a really good example. I'm really glad you said that because, um, well, in particular, there's actually a client that I have who struggles comparing herself to somebody she knows that had that surgery. Um, and she like, she often has to remind herself like why doing things the way that we're doing it is actually the right way to go about it. And it's exactly that. And like, you might be listening to this and being like, what the heck does this have to do with consistency? Like, how did we get this far off topic? But this has everything to do with consistency because it's the things that you do consistently every single day that build you up to that identity that can actually maintain something like drastic weight loss long-term um, rather than, and that's why the shortcuts don't work either. Right. Because it's like, maybe it doesn't require so much consistency just because it's extreme, or maybe it doesn't require consistency for too long because it's just a quick fix. And so mm-hmm. the more we do things that quote unquote right way is consistently every single day, that's building up that person that you want to be. So I think this has everything to do with that. And I think that was an awesome example. Well, I thank you. Even though I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> no, that was the right word. Yeah. Um, um, I think also something to uh, expand on. I don't know if you were going to say something to keep that train of thought going, but maybe this after that. Um, but I think the other thing too, is like in these situations where we come back from vacation and we're like, way off track or we randomly like gained a bunch of weight and stuff like especially if that kind of thing like it's like bloating and it happens quickly like maybe even just telling people like how much weight you've lost in the last week just from like losing swelling and like how much weight like doesn't necessarily matter in that in that way (laughs) yeah I mean I've gone from 185 or 186 I can't even really remember because I was obviously like in labor when I was being weighed (laughs) um, and all that stuff. But, um, and I had all my clothes on, it was the end of the night. So I think it was like 185 or maybe even like 187. Um, And then obviously like I just birthed a seven pound baby and then a two pound placenta, um, not to mention all of the, all of that fun stuff. Um, But the next day, or the two days later, when I got home, I was 173.6 next day, 173.6. And then I dropped down like to like 168, 164, 161. Um, so it was just like really, really quick, but I mean, it's not just fat, like it's it's not that, I mean, like, no, I literally like have ankles again. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of it is just like water weight, um, like swelling. Like I can see my face again, like my face is more defined, like just so many different things. But, um, I mean, water weight is, is, like it's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> like you can you can hold a lot. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was just like obviously I didn't get back and just start like pumping iron in the gym. Like I've just literally I ate everything in sight the first two days. Like I didn't restrict, and we'll go into this like in, in much more detail. But um, dieting was like the last thing on my mind, and it just came off, and is still coming off. Yeah. That's really interesting too, especially like 
I mean, I'm excited to dive into that probably next week about like all of those things and what comes with it. But I think kind of similar themes is like the answer here is not fat loss right away or trying to fix this really quickly. It's just like, let's be consistent. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, kind of to add on to that too. And I talked about this a little bit in the little short that I did about like earning your fat loss phase, but it's like, if we can't be consistent, then we can't do a fat loss phase anyways. Right. And so it's like being a fat loss phase, the pre prerequisite is consistency. And so a lot of times people think that dieting is just this thing you do to get a result, but like dieting is like the cumulative like result that you kind of earn the privilege for after you have built your foundation and your habits and like actually gotten everything down. And so like, I think just like considering this too, if you feel like you are trying to lose weight or, you know, maybe you have spiraled out of control a little bit and you're feeling like you need to diet to regain control of that, I really encourage you to vet what your life looks like, what your routines look like on a day-to-day basis, because there's a very good chance that there are changes that can be made that aren't drastic, that just perpetuate better consistency in your nutrition and your exercise routine, uh, stretching movement, time and stress management, like all of that stuff can be way more consistent. And like, even me, like there are things that I can work on, even though I'm fairly consistent now making those commitments to myself, um, there's still things I can improve on. And the more it's just consistent, we can be with all of that. Like we're going to see results from that alone. And then it just preps us to be even more ready for fat loss when that time, when, and if that time comes in the future. Yeah. So the thing that kind of, when you were talking, it made me think of uh, a couple clients and I'll, I would say a lot of clients feel this way is they want to, they want to know what they're doing in the sense that like, am I dieting? Am I maintaining? Like, what are, what are my maintenance level calories? Am I in a surplus? Yeah. Like labeling it kind of. Yes. Yeah. They want to label, which I a hundred percent understand because I think that that helps them kind of have a little bit more of a focus or an idea and they have more clarity with what they're doing, which I totally understand. Um, but I've had a couple clients who, again, were not consistent, um, or had gotten a little bit more consistent, but they're very, very concerned with labeling their calories. Like, am I in a maintenance? Am I in a surplus? Am I, and it's like, well, we're, you know, we're still figuring that out because, you know, we've been increasing your food and you've been losing weight. So technically speaking, we're reverse dieting. So you're not in a true dieting phase, but you're losing weight. And sometimes it's still really difficult for them to grasp. And I've had a couple of clients who will say, you know, they're just every couple of weeks, I want to start dieting. When can we diet? When can we diet? You know, and it's <laughs> even, even though they're seeing weight loss, even though they're seeing weight loss, they still yeah. want to <laughs> cut their calories because they want to be in a true dieting phase. Or do and they I just want to say that they're dieting? <laughs> I, yeah. So, and I found it, I found it super interesting that it's like, okay, after a while, it's like, all right, let's, yes, we can start dieting. So I start dieting and then they gain weight and they're like, well, I don't understand I'm dieting. And so I'm like, well, the label, the label we're dieting. Yes. We're, we're uh, supposedly cutting calories, but if you're not being consistent, 
if you're going out to eat constantly, if you're taking intuitive days, if you're drinking alcohol, if you're doing all of these things, you might actually be over your calories. So technically we're not dieting anymore, but just because we're in this quote unquote labeled dieting phase, doesn't mean that you're going to guaranteed like lose weight. Oh yeah. Like the, uh, the label that we put on the phase doesn't determine the outcome, right? It's like, right. It's, it's your actions. It's the, it's a consistency. And if you can't get that consistency down, if one day you're doing one cardio session, the next week you're doing your four that we had you do, and you're all over the place. Well, it doesn't really matter. And it doesn't matter that we're in this quote unquote dieting phase. If you're not doing what you need to do, then there's, there's nothing that as a coach we can do. Yeah. And the other thing too, that like is really, really difficult is, um, you know, not only for the client of like not being consistent, like, does that not line up, but for, for us as a coach, kind of like looking at all of that data, it like, if, if someone is not being consistent, we might not even know how to label where they're at, because like, if somebody is eating 4,000 calories one day, 1,500 calories the next, uh, you know, 2000, the next, all, all of that stuff. Right. It's like, if their weight is bouncing around and maybe we don't know if they're gaining or losing or maintaining weight, like, because like, we don't know what's happening. So we don't know if we are in a surplus or in a deficit or at maintenance. And a lot of times, like when things are so sporadic like that, the, the body doesn't like respond as predictably either. So we might just seem like we're stagnant, but like, if we can just be consistent, even if that means being consistent, like 3000 calories a day, just like show me that you gain weight on that. And then we can make a change. Right. <laughs> so it helps the coach too to actually help you label, like, where are we? Cause a lot of times, like with that question, right. The clients want to know where they're at, what their calories mean. And like, kind of a lot of times I feel like they want to know what their maintenance calories are. They want to know what looks like a deficit to them. Uh, what is a surplus? What is their metabolism actually like? Right. How are we supposed to know that if we don't see consistency, we, we really can't. And I think it's important too, that as coaches, and we try our best to explain this, that like macros are fluid. So just because you worked with a coach two years ago and they oh, set your yeah. maintenance calories at 1600, that doesn't mean that your maintenance calories for the rest of your life are 1600. I mean, look at where I am right now, postpartum, like my maintenance calories are going to be way higher than they've ever been. And so I think that that is extremely important and in, in not to base things off of things in the past. So that's the, like the beauty of reverse dieting. That's the beauty of like going along your fitness journey and having more muscle and, you know, all of those things and just the more like the healthier habits. Um, but trying to, as best as you can kind of remove those labels. And we've talked about this analogy before. It's kind of like, you know, when we, when we're in this healthy maintenance phase, and we want to start dieting, we should only really just turn the dial up, right? Yeah. Like we're not adding in anything super, super extreme, but we're still getting steps. We're still drinking our water. We're still making healthy choices. We're still making balanced meals, all of those things, but we're just turning the dial up a little bit. So instead of being like, oh, I can skip my cardio or, uh, you know, I'll only drink half a gallon today. You know, we're just making sure that we're being more consistent and we're doing them like, maybe a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like more um, intentional. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I really think that that's what it is. And we've talked about this before with like contest prep, where when I was in this, like working at my job, I didn't want anyone to know if I was prepping or not. Yeah. Like, I, I just, cause I just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, it. So it was just like, well, there's Christina carrying her water jug around. And it's not like, oh, I'm carrying this around. Cause I'm in prep. It was like, I just carry this around because I need to stay hydrated. And that's a priority for me. And this is what I do every single day. Like, oh, Christina has her lunches. She's not eating, you know, the, or maybe I am like I'll, I'll, the taco truck comes by like <laughs> from school and, and they were buying like, absolutely. But um, or like, you know, she can have a donut or, you know, it's whatever it's like, well, maybe I can fit this into my macros, but I just didn't want anyone to know one way or another. Cause it was just kind of like, Oh, there's her water. Like there's her meals. Like she leaves to go to the gym on her lunch. Like that's just the things that she does all the time, whether or not I'm in prep or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you made me think of, uh, another example about why like consistency just trumps so many things because, um, every so often I'll get into a conversation with a dude who tells me that they can't gain weight. And so this is kind of the opposite example. <laughs> you know, my husband, you know, exactly Ugh. where I'm going with this, but my husband, say, do you track what you eat? No. <laughs> Or no, some the worst part is sometimes they'll say yes. And I'm like, oh, like, how do you do that? And they're like, oh, you know, I just kind of know. And I'm like, okay, so like, so then what are you tracking? They're like, well, I'm eating three, 3,500 calories a day. And I'm like, are you, can you show me that? Like, and they won't have been using an app. They won't have been writing things down and tracking it. Like, they're just like, no, I'm definitely eating 3,500 calories because like I'm eating everything in sight. And I'm like, I don't really think you know what it means to be consistent and to actually like hit a target or have like real, a real understanding of what that means. And so those are the most frustrating conversations and only maybe one or two times have I actually gotten somebody from that position to, to actually log it and see what that looks like. And it's very eye-opening, very, very eye-opening for those bros. But <laughs> like, that's a really common one that I think like, even, I mean, you could say that for fat loss too. You could be like, oh, like, I don't need anything at all, but like, I, I can't lose fat. Like I'm being so consistent. Like, are you really? Or like, did you forget about the bag of chips that we threw in there? Or like, did you forget about the snack? Or what about the time you went out to eat this week? Like, are you generally just trying to eat healthy? Like whatever you think healthy means to you and that, and that, that should warrant results or like do you have a strategized methodical approach that you fully thought through planned and laid out those are two very different things and again it's like no matter what result you're trying to achieve those things require kind of the the bones of what being consistent means so like um planning things in advance understanding what you actually need to put in your body and then executing on that day after day after day after day yeah. And again, we've talked about this so many times, but that's the reason we like tracking macros, even if it's just for a pro, like a short pro, a short prolonged, like a short <laughs> period of time. It's because it's like, you know, that gym bro or whatever, or that girl who thinks that they're in this fat loss phase, if they track their food, it's kind of like, oh gosh, like the male who's like, I'm only eating like 1500 calories or I'm only eating 2000. Um, even though I feel like I'm stuffing my face and that other person's like, well, I never tracked like the, you know, the 
tr- uh, trail mix, or I never tracked like the salad dressing or the creamer in my coffee or yeah. all these things that add up over time. And they're actually eating <laughs> 3,500 calories, <laughs> like yeah. whatever it might be. But that was my husband, like, um, back in 2014, I think, uh, we, that's when we just discovered my fitness pal. And that was his thing every, like all the time. I can't gain weight. I can't gain weight. And he would (laughs) drink those like mass gainer shakes, like that protein, um, and just couldn't gain weight. And I kept telling him, you need to track your macros. And he tried for a day and he was like, that was way too much work. And then he didn't do it ever again (laughs) until we moved out here to Texas. And he started tracking, I think 2017. Um, And that was the first time where he had like a really good understanding of like where his caloric intake was and how to manipulate that to reach his goals. And so that's the whole idea is now we, we don't track very often and because it's kind of like, we don't really need to, like we have that understanding and this was, uh, I was thinking about it when I was in the hospital. So they had, <laughs> you can't stop coaching. Can you? <laughs> oh no. I was, I was answering emails when I was in the hospital bed. Oh my God. I know. And like, I, I'll go into all of it, but even when I was in labor, I was like texting Mariah, like all these updates. I actually worked in the morning a little bit. Um, yeah, oh my God. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> That's going to be me one day. <laughs> I know. Well, I, th- I was also kind of like in denial that I was in labor, but, um, <laughs> Uh, and then I also started going into like panic mode, like, oh shit, I'm going to have a baby. I need to get everything done. Um, (laughs) but okay. So what I was trying to get at was our hospital had like room service essentially. So they had breakfast, lunch, and dinner that you just ordered, like you just called and they brought it up and it wasn't like, you know, this amazing food, but it was food. It was, it was good. Um, yes. And so you know, we had our things that we could pick from and I even, you know, six hours, you know, 12 hours later, I was thinking, okay, make sure I have protein at every single meal. Like I wasn't just eating like cereal. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know what to think of just like all these carbs or all these fats. Like I was still like, okay, let me make sure I have eggs. Let me make sure I have chicken. Let me make sure like that was still something that I was doing at that point in time, because I know in order for me to reach, you know, 120 to 150 grams of protein, I need to make sure I'm eating protein at every single meal, especially because I don't have any supplements with me, um, or anything like that. So it's just like, that's just something that's been ingrained in me since I was started tracking, because I remember being in college and thinking, thinking I was getting enough protein because I'd have, you know, a protein smoothie or whatever it was. And it was like, once you finally track it, like, oh man, I actually have to like work at this. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The protein example is a huge one because like everybody, I mean, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that I talk to and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, I know I don't like eating more protein and all that, but I'm like, I'm still stuck. I'm not seeing results. And I'm like, okay, well, then there is a piece missing. And it could, could still be the protein or it could be a number of other things. So like, how about we figure out your consistency issue here and go from there? Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of, a lot of different things that contribute to that. And like kind of just all the ways that you can see progress without having to diet, which I think is like so underrated and like another thing, if we haven't convinced you yet to just like be consistent is like, 
one really big con of jumping into a fat loss phase is it could just and we we've kind of talked about this i think on like the last episode or the other one where like fat loss just ruins everything for everyone <laughs> was the general premise of it i'm just kidding but <laughs> but like it's not for everyone right and so and that's for a number of reasons not just like you're not cut out for it but like it, it perpetuates a all or nothing mindset it perpetuates feeling like you have to make up for the quote-unquote mistakes that you made like like you might have come back from a really fun vacation like I did and like enjoyed every minute of it so like is punishing yourself after that like really the answer is that really what's going to help you feel fulfilled or is it just going to make you feel guilty about everything you just enjoyed right so there has to be like this level of acceptance of like I am not going to like backtrack and make myself feel guilty for this thing um and how we do that is by not punishing ourselves with like the diet mentality of like I was bad now I have to be good and so it really does perpetuate that cycle of like gain weight diet to get it off feel satisfied gain weight back because you were so restricted and repeat and repeat and repeat (laughs) yeah and I think it's really important too because it's like going back to that labeling like you don't have to be in a diet in order to lose weight. You don't have to be in a surplus to gain weight. Like it, it really just comes down to your habits and what you're doing. So if you have these macros, but you're snacking or you're not tracking or you're going out to eat, um, like that's going to cause some issues. Like that's going to cause the, the scale to go up probably a little bit. Um, and same thing with dieting. Like if you're, uh, like, I don't know. I I just, I feel like so many people, like you said, just can see so many different changes from just getting those daily habits in place. And like, oftentimes like that alone, you'll just yield so many great results. Like you'll lose that like water weight or that inflammation. And if you're working on stress management for the first time, like you may like see a huge change um, in your body composition or, and that's the other thing too. Like you'll have, um, I'll have clients who are like, uh, they're like, you know, we've been working together for, uh, it usually doesn't get this long, you know, three, four months. Um, you know, my weight's the same. I haven't seen any changes. I don't understand. Like usually it's around like week four to six <laughs> when they yeah. feel this way, if, especially if their weight hasn't changed, which, um, I feel it's like again, always for, week same, six. <laughs> yeah. It's like right around, like, I don't understand. I've been doing all these things. How come I'm not X, Y, Z. Um, so what I typically do is I take a more proactive re- approach at that point, And I will send comparison pictures from the start to where they are now. And a lot of times they're like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't see that. Um, you know, I can't believe it looks like I've lost five pounds. Um, even though their weight may be the same, or they may have even gained weight. Um, but their body composition is completely different. So, you know, we've talked about this so many times that the, the scale is not the only indicator of progress, um, but just making small little changes, doing them every single day can really add up over time to make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. I want to clarify something you said, because I actually had someone uh, the other day who was like, kind of not confused about this, but was like, Hey, if there's like something we need to know about this, like let, let, let the world know. (laughs) But what you said about, um, you know, you don't need to be dieting to see fat loss. You don't need to be in a surplus to see weight gain. So like the, the premise behind that is yes, you do need to be in a calorie deficit to lose fat. Yes. You do need to be in a calorie surplus to gain weight, but 
it's the label. It's you don't need yes. to call yes. yourself that you're dieting to lose weight. You could just change some habits. It could probably put you into a calorie deficit. You could lose weight. You don't have to say that you're bulking to gain weight. You could like definitely do that without like really having intentions. Like that's so, very, very easy to do. Yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's the clarification I wanted to make. Cause there was actually someone the other day yes. who was like, uh, and I know she'll listen to this too, but, uh, she has been listening to the podcast lately. And she was like, I just want to be clear. Like, this calories in calories out thing like is that still valid or like is there like more research that shows that it's not and I'm like no it's definitely still a thing it's just like stress management hormones that stuff can like mask the results you might see from doing that consistently and like rare hormonal cases might change that maybe but like at the end of the day like calories in calories out is king so I just wanted to yeah that. Yeah, that was a re- <laughs> really good clarification. Yeah, it's it's the labeling, not necessarily like the the input and output. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think, and we we did talk about this, and I, think, I can't remember if it was the last one we did together. Um. But we did talk about how there are certain people where going into a dedicated fat loss phase is actually going to be worse for them because of the amount of stress in their life or just their current state of being. And so it may be what you want to do, but it's just not the right time. Um, And again, jumping into a quote unquote fat loss phase might actually gain you, like cause you to gain weight because you have all this added stress or you're finding it difficult to be consistent with the lower macros and the higher uh, cardio sessions. And so you actually have the opposite effect from what you want. So sometimes it is better just to kind of hang out in maintenance and just focus on what you can kind of control in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Or like even like for a lot of people, the solution is like a very, very small deficit, like feeling, basically feeling like you're in maintenance, but just like having your calories be slightly, slightly lower so that like, you can still like kind of chip away at that block almost, um, and eventually get there, or maybe eventually turn, turn the dial up a little bit more, um, or you could just scale it right back. Right. So that's usually like a happy medium for a lot of people is like, just at maintenance, see that body recomposition, see your body change without necessarily the scale changing or like really just slowly chipping away at that block for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're at a good point. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that of course, while it's not fun to jump on the scale and to see it go from, you know, 150 to 156, I do like the, uh, conversation that it sparked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, honestly, I'm glad I went through it, um, to be totally honest. Cause like, you know, if I didn't hit something like that, like a point like that, which again, it's not a life-changing thing. Like I am not out of shape, but it was for me just like a realization of like, if I don't really like take control of my actions and practice what I preach and preach what I practice, like, I could see this going in a totally different direction. So like I, this whole week I was super consistent and like, I just feel like myself again. And like now, obviously I'm like, yeah, of course I don't need to do a fat loss phase. Like I literally just hit the one I'm losing weight, like from where I was a week ago. So like, I'm fine, (laughs) but sometimes it just takes like trusting the process. I think that's the last thing we'll end on is like, you have to have some faith that just getting back on track will bring you back to where you were. So if you have any doubts, hopefully this episode has just smoothed those out for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, super awesome guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening and we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.